it's time to play Late Late Live Tinder. Okay, let's bring out our first contestant. <laughs> what are your first thoughts about Brett? I'm already not into Brett. It feels like it's a swipe left. Are we swiping left? See you, Brett. Goodbye. Oh, let's bring out our next contestant. Very good smile, very good facial hair, mm. very good eyes, very mm. good hair. Honestly, very good everything. It sounds like this is a swipe right, is it? This is a swipe right. Yes, this is what women are looking for. A male feminist with a Skrillex haircut and a streak of green down the middle. To all you guys out there who think becoming an ally is how you're going to impress the girl you like, take this as a prime example of why you don't do that. Late Late Live Tender is a reoccurring segment on James Corden's late night talk show, and out of the eight or nine segments I watched, a grand total of zero guys who looked like Brett were picked. Every guy who was picked was what you would expect. Tall, thin or muscular, good jawline, and good facial features. Looks-wise, who's your, who's, your, who's, your who's your dream man? Who, who, who do you like Ooh. the look of? So we know what you're looking for. Zachary Levi. Really? Yeah, he's a hottie. <laughs> As we can see, our contestant Lexa is following the pattern. Zachary Levi is six foot four, muscular, and rich. James has every woman on the show say what their ideal man looks like in the form of a celebrity, and surprise, surprise, none of them say someone like Jonah Hill. Now, before we get into this, I do want to say that I show segments like these not to make people angry or depressed, but to bring people back into reality. As much as we've been told by progressives that women are soulful creatures who only care about a man's personality, while men are low lives who only care about appearance, it turns out that women actually care pretty highly about appearance. And contrary to progressive doctrine, you are allowed to care about appearance. In fact, there's a lot you can tell about a person by the way they present themselves. Since most of the decisions in this segment are made purely off of superficial information, we're going to talk about a couple things you can learn from superficial information. We'll get right into that, but first, if you like the content you see on this channel, then consider making a donation. Viewer support is the best way to keep independent content creators independent from big tech, so your support is highly appreciated. Links to my PayPal, Patreon, and Subscribestar pages can all be found in the description. And also, don't forget to support me on Alt Tech. You can find the links to my Parlor page and my BitChute channel in the description as well. With that said, let's see what else Lexa is looking for. She has tried dating here in Los Angeles and found it to be a disappointment. Is this correct? Yes. What is it that you're looking for in a man? Um, I guess, like, the wow factor. But what is that? Because that's different for everyone. It's like a combination of looks and vibe and, um, communication. Since we are talking about reality, I thought that I would point out that 30-year-old Lexa blames Los Angeles men for her lack of dating prospects, but then fails to specify anything she's looking for. Wow factor doesn't mean anything. That's some nonsense I would expect to see in Cosmo magazine. Looks and vibe and communication aren't specific. What looks do you want? What is a good vibe? What is good communication? This is something that someone should know by 30 years old. Failure to specify means that she is gambling with her relationships and hoping they succeed. Gambling like that either leads to failure, which is most likely, 
Or if you get lucky and succeed, you won't know why you are successful, which means you won't be able to repeat it. Anyway, just so we are all on the same page, let's go over the rules of Late Late Live Tinder. As I already said, this is Lexa, who is 30. The rules are based on Tinder, so a swipe left means rejected, and a swipe right means approved. The guys aren't allowed to speak, so this is all about looks and body language. Lexa is allowed to swipe right on three guys, but if she goes over that number while other guys are still left, she can swap one out. Now that we have the basics, I want to bring things back to Brett and why he was immediately rejected. I think James correctly diagnoses why he wasn't chosen. Brett, I like a red on red, I do. And I think you've got a kind face, and when that haircut's finished, I think you're going to be a real catch. James said a few things here, but the most important thing he said was that Brett has a kind face. That sounds nice, but it's actually an insult. Certain superficial features are important, and this is one of them. Personality often shows up in your physical appearance, which is why how you present yourself matters. What James meant to say is that Brett has the face of someone who is harmless. The reason that Lexa immediately rejected him was because he has the face of someone who won't stand up for himself if he is attacked. People also refer to this as a baby face. It's the face of a guy who is super agreeable, childlike, and innocent. This is something that can and must be changed whether you are choosing to have a relationship or not. If you have a baby face, everyone can tell, not just the women you are attracted to. That face informs people that you are a good candidate to be bullied, and in terms of job prospects, it informs your boss that you are a pushover who cannot deal with a serious situation. The way you change your facial expression is to start taking charge of your life and stop letting people walk all over you. Put yourself through difficult challenges against fierce opponents and make a real effort to fix your problems. If you start doing that genuinely, over time, your facial expressions will change and you'll start to look more competent. You simply have to stop giving up at everything and learn how to push through difficulty. If you do that, your face will change to something that looks more like this. Let's bring out our next contestant. Do you see the difference? Who do you want to have by your side in a crisis? Brett, who has the face of someone who will hide in the corner, or David, who looks like he will actually fight back? When it comes to what women are attracted to, this is an important quality that they pick up on. So obviously, Lexa welcomes this feature with praise. David is an absolute dish. (laughs) What are your thoughts? I agree. Just to prove a point, Earlier in the segment, Lexa was introduced to Brian, who is 29. Listen to her response to him. What's your thoughts about Brian? What's your first instinct? My first instinct is I'm worried he's a little young. Oh, why? I'm, what age are we looking for? I'm 30. I've never... He's 29! I've never dated anyone younger than me. Yeah, but he's, like, days younger. <laughs> it's not like... He's not 17. <laughs> Brian sort of has the same affliction as Brett does, where he has a soft face. Not as badly as Brett, but it's still there. Lexa was reluctant to pick him because of that. She said he was attractive, but too young. Women generally want a guy who is more than them, taller, more well-off, older, things like that. But to be more specific to this situation, when Lexa calls him too young, 
she's referring to the slightly childlike features of his face. I say this because as we can see, age did not matter to Lexa. David is two years younger than Brian, but he looks way more fierce, and that look makes women feel safer. Safety is one of the most important things that women want. However, that does often put them into relationships with guys who are overly aggressive, uncontrolled, and abusive. Really, the ideal personality archetype that you want for any social interaction is to be someone who can be fierce, but someone who is ultimately kind, forgiving, and welcoming, not someone who is simply aggressive. You want to be someone who has dealt with their own evil and has harnessed it for good. When you get that right, it will show up on your face and be present in your demeanor. Let's move on to our next contestant. I did not expect that one when I first saw this. Here's the problem with creativity. All this guy had to do was walk straight up to the phone cutout and he would have won. That's it. He could have easily taken the win, but he had to get creative, do something super cringy, and ruin his chance. Now, we have to ask ourselves whether we can get past whatever that was. <laughs> and focus on what I have to say is an outrageously handsome face. So... He has got very professional eye contact that is working on me. You can see that she is definitely attracted to Brendan, but she can't get past that awful first impression. Another progressive talking point that was around a lot during my childhood was, first impressions don't matter. They do matter. When you meet someone for the first time, your introduction to them is the most important part of the interaction. Sure, you can get past a bad first impression if you screw it up, but it's really difficult and there are no promises that you can win someone over after messing up your introduction. So it's important that you get your first impressions right. As it relates to Brendan, if you're going to be creative, don't try an untested, high-risk move on someone you just met. If he had practiced that whole hand thing he did on other women and it tested well, then I would say go ahead. But from a comedy standpoint, you don't show up to a comedy special with jokes you haven't tried on smaller crowds first. That was a bad judgment call from Brendan. Now in general, here are some things that matter in a first impression with most people, particularly if it's something like an interview. Eye contact, posture, how you are dressed, your voice, and handshake if we are still legally allowed to do that. Do not screw up the handshake. If you have to practice it, then practice it. If you have to go on Amazon and buy a grip strengthener, then go and do that. Guys will lose respect for you if you have a weak or crappy handshake. What Brendan has done with his first impression is communicate that he is socially awkward, which will make Lexa look bad in front of her friends and family. She doesn't want to have to deal with that, so she displays extreme hesitance in choosing Brendan. However, he does end up overcoming it. You've got to think about what you're going to do here. Because I... I like Brendan a lot. I do too. Okay, so who's it going to be? You're gonna, you tell us what you're going to do here. I think I'm going to swap him out for Everett. Oh, Everett, I'm sorry! Sorry, Everett. Everett, you're so delightful. 
Well, he sort of overcomes it. He gets swapped out for this guy on the last pick. The next contestant is our last man, okay? Let's bring him out. There we have it, our final three. Scott from the beginning, David, and Marcus. At this point, Lexa gets to ask one question, and they will all answer it. Whoever wins this round gets to go on a small date with Lexa inside of the studio while the show is running, and then, at the end of the date, they will both say whether they want a second date or not. I have not yet seen any couple refuse the second date at the end of the show, so whoever wins this will get a second date. What is your question going to be? I'd like to know, so if, if we were to make it to a second date, I love Steady dancing. On. Oh, okay. What song would you want to dance with me to? Actually, I got a favor from a cousin of mine. He has a huge catalog on Billboard, and uh, you can choose any song of his that you like. His name is Drake. So. <laughs> All right, that's it. The other two answers don't matter. Marcus obviously wins, even though he didn't actually answer her question. David and Scott just looked at each other like... <laughs> so that's the end of that. Now, as I said, I make these kinds of videos not to make people depressed or to blackpill people. I don't make them to scream, well, this is so unfair, like the feminists love to do. I make them to point out the complete inaccuracy of the narrative of feminists and progressives, and in so doing, my hope is to bring people back into reality. This way, we can all start making better decisions. If you don't like reality, too bad. The world is not what you idealize it to be. The world is what it is. If you make choices based on your idealized world instead of the world that is, don't be surprised when things don't work. Good mental health is about accepting reality on reality's terms and working within it. Too many people just sit out there in their fantasies pretending that they are someone else or pretending that the world is something else. This is such an instant gratification strategy. You know, that's great and all because lying to yourself will make you feel really good right now, but in the long run, it will make your life suck. Instant gratification is feel good now, but feel terrible later. Delayal of gratification is feel terrible now, but feel amazing later. Instant gratification is a temporary emotional fix that doesn't actually solve the problem, so as soon as your high is over, you are right back to being miserable. If you want to get rid of that misery, stop living in a fantasy. Stop living someone else's life through movies, video games, or your own daydreaming, and start living your own. Here's something I think a lot of people don't realize. Most people go to work, get home, and say, that's it, I'm done. I would like my success now. I would like my life to get better. All you did was go to work. What time have you dedicated to improving your situation? If you want to get better, you go to work for eight hours, get home, and then work some more. If you have a day off, you spend that entire day off working on another project that will eventually lead to your success. I know that you're tired. I know that you want to relax, but life doesn't care that you are tired or that you had a bad day. However, if you do put in the extra work, in a few short years, you will be in a much better place. That's the difference between someone who is successful and someone who isn't. Successful people spend their free time self-improving and making their situation better until they get where they want to be. 
But with that said, I think that's enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. You can find those links in the description. Last, if you haven't checked me out on BitChute or Parlor, you can also find those links in the description. Otherwise, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.